the strength and determination of labor helped build the wealth of this country and contributed to the high standard of living that many Americans enjoy. But unfortunately, some of the hardest workers don't enjoy a high standard of living or the benefits that they need to have a good life. We've seen highlighted during this pandemic that the labor of many has kept us going. They've risked their own safety to keep the world around them going. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Cindy, you know what we're going to talk about today? Another holiday's true history. Yes. I don't actually know much about the history of Labor Day. I know we celebrate it with cookouts and back to school sales. It signifies the end of summer. But why do we have a Labor Day? I'm not complaining. It's nice to have a day off at the beginning of September, but I'd like to understand why we do. So let's look at the history. It's funny we keep looking at history because I never liked history, but now I'm so into it. I like it a lot now too, yeah. (laughs) So Labor Day is the first Monday in September every year. And it was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century and dedicated to the achievements of American workers. Right. And that is a really nice thing. It's an annual national tribute to the contributions workers have made to our country. As most of us know, this holiday celebrates the efforts of workers and is basically a secular day off, day of rest, with most workers and students getting the day off. And... Of course, as you know, Labor Day weekend is celebrated with parties, street parades, sometimes fireworks, athletics, speeches, all kinds of events. But when and how did it start? Well, the first Labor Day holiday was held in September 1882 in New York City and was planned by the Central Labor Union to celebrate and show support for all unions. So that day, 10,000 workers took the day off unpaid to march from City Hall to Union Square in New York City, holding the first Labor Day parade in US history. And then that parade in New York inspired other unions in other regions to start having parades celebrating workers. And within five years, several states had made Labor Day a state holiday. Even though the idea began to spread, and I know this might be hard to believe, Not all employers supported the idea of celebrating the worker. Uh (laughs) Many union workers started taking the first Monday in September off anyway. Some unions actually fined workers who didn't go into work because they felt like it undermined the movement. That's true. Also, Labor Day started during one of the most negative times for workers in our country. Um, It was at the height of the Industrial Revolution, and the average American was working 12-hour days, seven days a week, with low pay and harsh conditions, just trying to make a living. Just try to imagine 
what it must have been like to work every single day with no break, super long hours, low pay, terrible conditions, and no one to complain to, no safety rules, absolutely no justice. That's why we needed unions and laws to protect workers. Even children as young as five or six were working in factories and mining jobs. The kids also earned a fraction of adult wages and adult wages weren't high. They were very low. Working conditions were extremely unsafe and unsanitary. And again, few breaks, no sick days, no paid days, no paid vacation, no health benefits. Yeah. As manufacturing increasingly grew and replaced agriculture as the main American employment, labor unions grew. As workers became more organized into labor unions, they began protesting poor and unsafe working conditions and lobbying for more benefits for employees. They began organizing strikes and rallies to protest poor conditions and to negotiate better hours and more pay. Yeah, so many people are against unions, but the labor movement led to incredible changes in the conditions in which we all work, including worker benefits that we have today, and I guess take for granted, like the eight-hour workday and the five-day work weeks. In fact, a lot of that is even shrinking still. People having health care insurance through work, paid vacation days, workman's comp, no night work without compensation and also abolishing child labor. All that was um, as a result of the labor movement. Yes, abolishing child labor may be the most important, but they all are huge, significant changes in the quality of life for just so many people. Those are some good benefits. It might make you consider how useful labor unions have been to the majority of workers in the United States. There's been such a big pushback against them lately I think it's because the wealthy business owners in this country don't really want to have to pay a living wage to their workers. They don't really want to have to provide adequate benefits, even in 2021. And they certainly have the money that they're benefiting from, all their income, to fund propaganda against unions so that people will suspect them or not join them. I'm thinking of the failed attempt recently in Alabama to form a union at Amazon Unions are good for workers, worth thinking about. Anyway, back to Labor Day. Well, it all has to do with Labor Day. Unions are good for workers. Funny Labor Day story. There's some confusion as to who first proposed a holiday to celebrate workers. So some say it was some guy named Peter Mick Guire, who was a carpenter active in the Brotherhood of Carpenters and the American Federation of Labor. And other people say it was some guy named Matthew Maguire, a machinist who was very active in the Machinist Union and the Central Labor Union of New York. So these two guys were from rival unions and they had similar last names, but they're spelled differently. So somehow this got all mixed up and it's still not clear which one of them actually came up with the idea. If either of them actually did. (laughs) Good point. Well, we do know that the Central Labor Union adopted a Labor Day proposal from someone. Yes, we do know that much. And they appointed a committee to plan a parade and a picnic to honor working people. With over four months between July 4th holiday and Thanksgiving holiday, it was suggested that a day to honor labor 
be placed somewhere right in between. We have to have days off to look forward to. Everybody does. Every so often, yes. <laughs> so back then, a lot of the labor events did turn violent with people working toward worker rights. And a really big one was the Haymarket riot in May of 1886. There was a worker protest and a union rally in Chicago's Haymarket Square where they were pushing for an eight hour workday. Not sure who set it off, but a bomb exploded, which led to violence that killed seven police officers and four others. Um, and after this riot, a strong anti-union movement rose up in the US. Yeah, that, I don't know the truth about it, but it feels like it wouldn't be the protesters who would set that bomb off. Anyway, the incident led to the celebration of May Day on May 1st, which then became an annual occasion for worker protests around the world. And it is still celebrated in many countries as Workers' Day, May 1st. Over the years, May Day became more associated with the political far left. When the US thought about creating a national holiday for workers, the government chose Labor Day over May Day because they didn't really want those associations with political left's focus. Yeah, I think it's also um, associated with socialism because anything having to do with giving workers any rights is considered socialist. Exactly. Yeah. The idea of a working man's holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September did catch on across the country and a lot of states passed legislation recognizing it. Congress didn't legalize it until 12 years after the first parade and it happened, they finally legalized it because there was another big to-do. There was employees of the Pullman Palace Car Company in Chicago went on strike to protest wage cuts in its factories and the firing of union representatives. The American Railroad Union supported the strike and organized a boycott of all Pullman cars on all railroads, basically stopping railroad traffic across the country. When supporters were disciplined for not handling the Pullman cars, 125,000 railroad workers across the country quit their jobs. To break the Pullman strike, then President Grover Cleveland sent US Marshals and 2000 army troops to Chicago, starting a wave of riots at which at least 13 workers were killed and 57 were wounded. So after this, and with the growing unrest, all about giving workers, you know, some rights, yep. President Cleveland made improving relations with American workers a top priority because it was getting pretty, pretty dicey. So Congress then pushed the passing of the act, making Labor Day a legal holiday in DC and the territories. More and more states had already adopted the holiday. And then finally, Cleveland signed the bill making the first Monday in September a national holiday. Yeah, in celebration of labor. When Labor Day was proposed, it was suggested that it include a street parade to honor trade and labor organizations followed by a celebration for workers and their families. Of course, as it evolved, more emphasis was placed on the economic significance of the holiday than on honoring labor unions. Yes, it seems a lot of people don't really wanna honor the worker. Right. <laughs> and as of July, 2020, there were more than 159 million people 
in the civilian labor force in the United States. That is a really big number. Yeah. That's a lot of hardworking people who deserve to be celebrated with a day off in honor of them. At the very least. In other parts of the world, Labor Day and International Workers Day or May Day celebrations are more political than they are here. May Day tends to have more confrontational celebrations associated with the labor movement and socialism. And in addition to celebrating the worker, Labor Day here has come to mean many different things for lots of Americans. There are a lot of endings and beginnings marked by Labor Day. It's the unofficial end of summer and the beginning of back to school. There is all that. And, and as we talk, it just seems, you know, anything but celebrate the worker. <laughs> but anyway, it is a lot of endings and beginnings. And for some, it's the end of being able to wear white which is hotly debatable, but an issue nevertheless. By the way, is it a fashion faux pas to wear any white clothing after Labor Day? Do we care? According to Emily Post, I read this, white indicated you were still in vacation mode at your summer cottage. Would classist rule then? You think? <laughs> or does it make sense because Memorial Day and Labor Day are on both sides of the summer and therefore lighter summery white clothes are no longer needed? Or is it just that popular fashion and retailers need this idea to promote buying new fall clothing after Labor Day? You know, I don't know the answer, but I just rarely wear white anyway, no matter what season, because it never stays white. <laughs> Something spills on it. And during the summer, you know, ketchup, whatever. But the rules about it definitely do seem classist, because why should we have rules about what to wear? As a matter of fact, I say, wear whatever you want, whenever you want. <laughs> Most of my white clothes are really light, so I can only wear them when it's hot anyway. Although I do have a white winter sweater that I love. So I'm with you. Wear whatever, whenever. You know, Labor Day has also become associated with retail sales because business owners try to take advantage of everyone's day off. Right. So now it's one of the largest sale events of the year, meaning... Retail employees, ironically, along with transportation people and the people in the restaurant industry, now end up working even longer hours than usual on a day specially dedicated to appreciating them. Wow, capitalism in action. Mm. You end up working on the one day off meant to celebrate you to make money for your bosses. So it became some boss's dream. Yeah. In recent years, U.S. labor union membership has declined as the globalization of the world economy has changed the types of jobs that are common. According to U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 1983, union membership was around 20% in the U.S., but was only around 10% in 2019. Still translates into millions of people, but much less people than it used to be. Well, you know, I think one reason for that is the gig economy. There are tons of people who labor, mm. but they don't have any benefits and they don't unionize easily, you know, because they're all working for themselves and they, you know, it's just this scattered system that we didn't used to have that we have now, which I think is much worse for workers. Just want to say that. Yeah, I think about also the workers that have been holding our lives together during this whole pandemic. Them, yes. 
and don't get the appreciation that they deserve or the tips, just tips. Or the benefits or the sick days or all the things that having a union would help them to get. Yeah. In 2019, Hawaii and New York had the highest rate of union workers among the states. That's interesting. And South Carolina and North Carolina had the lowest with 2.2 and 2.3 in 2019. That is super low. But here's another not so fun fact. Labor Day is the second most dangerous holiday weekend to drive on U.S. highways. It follows closely behind Memorial Day, probably because these particular holidays are at the beginning and ending of summer with lots of people on the road, lots of excitement, more people intoxicated and therefore reckless. So please don't drive drunk and please drive very, very carefully. Yeah, that's not the kind of ending we like to talk about that Labor Day should signify. So yes, do be careful. Another ending we do want to mention is that Labor Day is apparently the end of hot dog season. This, according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, which says that between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans will eat 7 billion billion hot dogs. Wow, that is a lot of unidentifiable meat. (laughs) Indeed it is. Labor Day is also the beginning of all things fall, including cool weather and football. The strength and determination of labor helped build the wealth of this country and contributed to the high standard of living that many Americans enjoy. But unfortunately, some of the hardest workers don't enjoy a high standard of living or the benefits that they need to have a good life. We've seen highlighted during this pandemic that the labor of many has kept us going, as we mentioned just before. They've risked their own safety to keep the world around them going. And the billionaires have increased their billions and then shot themselves off into space, but then they came back. Anyway, at the very least, the contributions and achievements we have because of the really hard labor of American workers absolutely deserves to be appreciated and honored, not just one day of the year. Absolutely. So if anyone's interested in learning more, Smithsonian libraries hold a lot of books and a lot of information about labor and trade unions, their history and their fights for workers' rights. You know, Cindy, maybe Labor Day can serve as a reminder to all of us that unions have provided many improvements in the lives of workers and that workers deserve our gratitude and respect for keeping this country up and running always and have especially during this pandemic. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to you. Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.